0: Hi everyone, Joe here with another User Error Extra. This time, it's a conversation that I didn't want to put in the main show. It was a conversation that we kind of needed to have and were going to have regardless. And I thought, let's record it and see how it works out and maybe release it as an extra. I didn't want to put current events in User Error. That's not what the show is about. The show is supposed to be entertainment and it's supposed to take your mind off things. But I knew that if we didn't have this conversation before we recorded the main show, then the current events would slip into the show somehow. I didn't actually tell Dan and Poppy what my plan was. I just asked them the question once we'd started recording and kind of had in the back of my mind that maybe it'd work as an extra. And so that's why at the beginning of a recent episode, you heard Dan say that uh, they'd been tricked into recording an extra, but I checked with them and they said it was fine to put it out. So, without further ado, let's hear it. What do you think is going to change as a result of all of this virus business? Is working from home going to become the norm? Is that going to be the answer to climate change? Or are people just going to go back to normal when it gets back to normal?
1: I think a lot of people will go back to normal, but I think people will have that realization that actually it is technically possible for a lot of people Yes, I know some people can't, but a lot of people can actually technically work from home. And also the fact that the the kids can be schooled from home. I know some people school from home already. Um, But my kids, uh, Sam, has been sat there with iPad out and being set work. And normally he'd be sat in a classroom, you know, with a bunch of his mates, but he's actually in his bedroom working.
0: But isn't school about? interacting with other kids and learning life lessons rather than learning the actual schoolwork well it's a bit of both really i think what it might end up being is people realize that
1: a proportion of work can be done remotely like it doesn't have to be 100 percent on site maybe one day a week they stop going to school and maybe they work from home um there's 20 percent of your carbon footprint knocked on the head in one go
2: Yeah, definitely would be interesting to see if more people are just straight up working from home or if
0: there's more of like a hybrid approach. I think you're probably right that hybrid approach will be what it is and it might be half and half maybe. And, you know, you'll schedule days that you need to work together or whatever. And it'll be, I don't know, maybe it'll be the norm to mostly work from home because what I'm wondering is who is going to be the first office to say, right, everyone come back in then. Like, no one's going to want to be that firm, are they? No, I think they'll all do that. Yeah, I
1: think they will too. (laughs) They won't (laughs) give a shit. No. But
0: I I do think there's the possibility that
1: this is going to be beneficial for the employer as well. Because those days that someone might stay at home when the gas man is coming or when, you know, they need to have their boiler serviced or whatever it might be. Rather than taking a day off and not being able to do any work because they're at home, maybe they'll organize it so actually you can work from home on the day when you have to be there, like whatever the life thing is that you have to do. And the employee benefits because they don't have to take a day off to do it. And the employer benefits because you're not losing a day's productivity out of someone. Yeah, okay, it might be slightly different productivity and they can't come into meetings and stuff, but... There will be proof that it manifestly is possible because for months we'll have been doing it.
2: Yeah, I wonder how many people will not be taking sick time or PTO when they just don't want to come into the office and be like, "Eh, you know,
1: I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today. I'm just going to work from home today. I think companies will certainly enact policies. I think it will be uh, employee-led there will be employees pushing from the bottom and, you know, innovative companies will push from the top and say, Hey, it really works during coronavirus. You know, we're going to do a sea change. I mean, they could reduce their office size. They can Mm -hmm. reduce the infrastructure that they need inside those offices, reduce their carbon footprint, all the things that people want to do, reduce their costs. You know, if they've got an expensive office in a central city, there's so many things about working remotely that even if you only do it half the time, everyone benefits how wild would it be if more offices just like rented a
2: co-working space every once in a while you just kind of had a rotating schedule then one company shares you know an office building with five other companies and they just each go in one different day
1: yeah, I don't doubt that uh, those companies that run those type of places are going to be showing research after all this calms down that, you know, co- co-working places are the best way to, you know, optimize your working you know, get that, strike that balance between someone working at home and working in an office because you get the benefit of being in a room with other people and
0: you're not traveling a long distance into the office, maybe. I don't know. I think you're right. What's that going to mean for the price of rents and um, property, commercial property in central locations? If there are fewer people working in those locations, then each office will scale down or be looking to scale down or share spaces or whatever. So there'll just be less demand. So does that mean that the price will go down? And therefore, will housing go down as well, closer to the center? Possibly. I don't know, because
2: I, I feel like that there's so many places that are just vacant, even before all this, where uh, the, they didn't, the landlords didn't want to lower the rent. They were like, well, we think we can get this much for it. And they're just vacant for like years. It's weird. You'd think they would just lower the prices, but they just like hold out.
0: Not in the UK, because they brought in a law that says that if you are the landlord of a commercial premises um, and it's vacant, um, I think if it's vacant at all, you have to pay the business rates, which is like one of the taxes you have to pay um, for a business. And so that's normally paid for by the tenant. But if it's empty, then the landlord has to pay it. So not only are they not getting income, it's actually actively costing them money. And so that is the incentive to lower the rents and get businesses in there. So one of the things Canonical did in London is we downsized the head office.
1: We had like, I don't know, a half of a floor in a building. And because some people work from home and then some people left and maybe weren't replaced, then we had a lot of people quite spread out in half a floor of a fairly sizable building. So they squished everyone up a little bit. It's not like super compact. It's like reasonable space, but they squished everyone up a little bit, got rid of a few meeting rooms and carved off a chunk. And that's, I don't know legally how they've done it, whether it's sublet or they've given it back to the building, but there's now an additional company now in that building in central London. So maybe that's the way you do it, is you downsize your company, move to another office or shrink the office you're in and either sublet it out to somebody else or turn that into co-working space. And other people could come in. Maybe some of your people could use that as co-working space, but also you could have other people coming in and using it as co-working space. So I don't necessarily think that the the downsizing will necessarily be a bad thing for rent because people will still want spaces to meet with people, I think.
0: And maybe people who otherwise couldn't afford big offices in town, they can afford a smaller one, so maybe it'll work. Mm. I still think that there will be... um, Instead of a premium on premises and houses in town... I think the premium will start to shift towards decent internet and infrastructure and house prices. I'm not saying it'll be the only factor, but I think that going forward people will be seriously looking at the the potential internet speed of houses and before it was just oh it's got broadband that's fine if if that was 20 megabit now they'll be thinking mm, well that's not good enough. I only want to live somewhere that's like 50 or 100 plus and maybe that will now be a factor on The cost of housing. I don't know anyone who doesn't factor the speed of their broadband into... Yeah, because you work in IT. (laughs) (laughs) But normal people just, you know, has it got internet? Has it got broadband? Yeah, okay. And then they, you know, they just deal with like 6 or 10 megabit DSL or whatever. Mm.
2: Yeah, I I definitely think I agree with Joe that I, I don't think the majority of people really understand how much bandwidth is or what things require or like, I don't even really know any about like what does a reasonable latency. Like, I don't know. So I I think that uh, it's not something that people really understand. And I don't know if this will necessarily get them to understand. They'll just be like, well, it didn't work.
1: (laughs) The internet's not good. Maybe the um, internet providers, the broadband providers will have a work from home package that like optimizes Zoom and Hangouts and, you know, video chat stuff, optimizes that traffic and, you know, during the, during the day and Netflix during the evening or something like that, you know, maybe, maybe they'll start marketing towards those people who are looking to work from home and have their little office. Maybe people will start, uh, advertising, uh, you know, better office equipment for home, like tailored for home that has, you know, a nice laptop desk and, you know, that stuff that is already there, but they'll be marketed directly towards people uh, who want to work from home. I think we'll probably see more of that as well.
2: You know what I'm really interested to see is how many people just absolutely
0: blow through their data caps, (laughs) like every month. Yeah, because that's the thing there, not so much here, but um, in America, that's pretty standard to have a cap, isn't it?
2: Yeah, and luckily, the provider that I have doesn't have a cap. But when I had Comcast, like we had, I don't know, three, four people using it, and we would be at or... Or above our data cap, like almost every month, and had to start telling people, like, hey, okay, like, we need to figure out how to not, you know, watch as many movies or whatever's going on because
0: we're going to get charged pretty quick here. Yeah, I have read that um, that is surely going to happen, that they're going to have to lift those caps at least temporarily. It's interesting
1: how all the things that you think are set in stone in life have suddenly been changed. Like, I think yesterday, I saw a tweet from the transport minister that the annual motor vehicle testing, uh, because people can't leave their house and can't take their car to a garage and have it tested, that's just going to be extended for six months. So if your car after 30th of March is due for its MOT test, then you just get it extended for six months. Mine's due on the 28th of March, so <laughs> I'm a little bit salty about that. I'm a little confused
2: personally about what to do with my residential parking permit because the uh, Department of Revenue is closed, so I can't go in to, to submit my documents to get a, a new one. And it expires at the end of the month, so I, I have no idea.
1: Who the hell's going to come around and give you a ticket? There's like nobody working. There's not like, I don't know, is there traffic enforcement officers out in the street?
2: I don't know. I mean, that's the question is like, there's been no statements. There's not even information. It didn't even say on the website that they were going to be closed. It's weird. So it's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. Am I just gonna get tickets all of a sudden and then have to be like, oh, okay, well you
1: weren't even open. How am I supposed to get a pass? We're living in weird times. That's what I mean. It's like everything's up for grabs, not everything can be changed. You know, suddenly my wife gets furloughed from work. She just gets an email that says, Hey, you've been furloughed, stay at home, don't come in. Uh, you'll be paid eighty percent of your salary up to two and a half thousand, whatever whichever, you know. And that's it like she's been knocking around the house thinking what the hell am i supposed to do i you know i was working last week i was going to work and now i'm sat at home and the house is tidier than it's ever been uh,
0: i can tell you so yeah that's quite good it's really weird for me like i'm just stuck in the house all the time just making podcasts and sitting on my ass drinking and occasionally going out for a walk at night it's my life has just been turned upside down by this